0: This episode of The Bag Drop, Untold Stories in Golf, is brought to you by Half Day. If you played in the Stinger, our annual member guest, you may remember the Half Day CBD Closest to the Pin Hickory Challenge. Now, through the link in our show notes, you can visit their full line of hemp-derived CBD products, and with the use of the promo code NEWCLUB15, you'll receive an additional 15% off your first order. I'll be back a little later in the show to share my personal experiences with half day, and if you're curious about the benefits of CBD for yourself, I encourage you guys to check them out. Eric Dodd, Trip Pendergast, welcome to the backdrop.
1: Man, great to be here, Matt. Thanks for having us on, man.
0: It's great to be with both you guys. Uh, we catch you. On the eve of the GSGA's Golf Marathon, uh, we catch you a day after the Georgia Bulldogs had a rough second half. Now, I don't think uh, – Trip. I'm pretty sure you went to Wake Forest, right? So I don't know what your allegiances are to the Bulldogs. But, Eric, I believe you spent a little time in Athens?
1: A little time in Athens, yeah. Uh, still a little, uh, little hurt today. But, you know, it was a great game, right? I mean, you can't ask for more than that. Uh, seeing the first half giving us a lot of hope, but uh, you know, Bama's, Bama's tough, man.
0: <laughs> Bama is tough, and they showed up <laughs> in the absolutely. second half, as you kind of expected, right? You just kept c- kind of waiting for them.
1: Oh, absolutely, but uh, man, it was just fun that we we hung in there for a while, you know, it's uh, it's so crazy, but um, you know, for Saban to be back and healthy, and that's that was cool too, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Trip, I, I got to imagine, you know, you, you might not be a, a bulldog, but uh, running the events you do for the GSGA and being with all the folks you are, uh, you probably have some allegiances there, right?
2: There's a, I got a lot of friends that are bulldog fans and I certainly heard for them quite a bit yesterday. Uh, I actually grew up a, a tech fan. So, you know, after they just took one on the chin to Clemson, you know, Each one out, Clemson did 73-7. to Um, You know, it was just a tough day all around between, uh, you know, the Jackets, the Bulldogs, and then we won't talk about the Braves yet. So, you know, and then, uh, of course, I look and the Falcons are winning right now when we need them to lose. We're going to tank for Trevor, and they can't even get that right. So, you know, (laughs) Georgia sports for you.
0: That's right. Um, Well, golf brings us all together, and we're here to draw a little attention to this event you guys got going on this golf marathon that some of our uh, new club members are participating in, and uh, and it's for a really good cause. Um, Eric, I wanted to start with you, and you know maybe tell us a little bit about how you got connected with uh, GSGA and and kind of your upbringing in the game of golf because I know it's a big part of who you are.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so grew up on Lake Oconee in Georgia here, uh, Reynolds Lake Oconee. My dad was uh, the director of golf at Reynolds for many years and i um, very blessed to be able to play all those beautiful golf courses at Lake Oconee. And, uh, I was a decent player growing up. Uh, dad was a great instructor. So, um, you know, having him as my mentor, uh, was incredible. And I grew up playing junior Georgia state golf association events. So that's kind of where I got my start. Um, you know, golf was my first love before music. Um, I was, you know, I had still the picture of three years old with a golf in my hand, like uh, played every single day. I was the kid hanging around the pro shop with dad and dad would make the assistant pros take me out to play. And I was like that, that guy begging everyone to hang out with me. Um, but golf is a huge part of my story. And uh, I got to play, I got a scholarship to Georgia College and State University. Um, and played two years there before music kind of interrupted everything, basically. And uh, music kind of won that battle, but uh, ended up transferring to UGA after that. And um, golf, still, you know, huge, huge passion, and um, great to be supporting GSGA and everything they do and all their incredible programs they have going.
2: So what, now, will... Matt? Matt, I'll tell you that Eric can still play. He, he can still play pretty well. You know, he just. He's a birdie machine at times. Oh, whatever,
1: man. I get trip's, that. Tris tough to hang with.
2: I, I get that stick uh, look in
0: his eye for sure. I get that. <laughs> um, when when you were gr- growing up, Eric, because you know I was that golf geek who played a lot of different sports, but I was undersized in every single one except golf. And so Damn. I always <laughs> I always waited for the time in the year where the big kids. Had to go to the football field or the basketball court, and and left us golfers, you know, to yep. do our thing in, in the tournament. Um, but it was but you were deciding at a certain point between golf and music. But what what was it like as a kid? Because um, I imagine music was always a part of your life. Like what was it like as a kid bouncing between those two?
1: Um, you know, I would spend uh, you know all summer afternoons playing golf, being at the at the club, at the course, and uh, every night I would come home to guitar. So it was literally not enough homework and too much guitar and golf. So it was it was a good balance, and um, I have the best parents in the world that helped me balance all of that, and uh, you know took time for both. But uh, I've got to be honest, golf kind of my game peaked about 19 years old, honestly, and uh, it was just a good good segue to focus more on music and transferring to UGA to study music business. And, um, yeah, it was, so is, it, is
0: that, is that, was that it? Was there kind of like a, a little plateau that opened the door for your music career to really take off?
1: Absolutely. It was, uh, it was, we'll call it serendipitous that, <laughs> and I'm an optimist. So, um, yeah, there was a plateau and, uh, a good opportunity to, to go to UGA and study music business instead of focusing, focusing on golf. And I'm sure the coach is happy to say, uh, I, uh, I'll step out now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I love seeing people though, that, and so many of our, our members of the golf society who are people that love the game, you know, and, and there's, I'd say mm-hmm. about 50% of them are people that stepped away from the game for whatever variety of reasons. Uh, maybe it was career oriented. Maybe it was just, they didn't, they didn't, enjoy it as much anymore and they're enjoying it so much more this kind of second go around when when did golf come back in in the frame for you I mean you were competitive golfer obviously two years of college golf when did it like swing back almost full fold
1: yeah uh great question probably mid-20s I really started appreciating it again and um you know got to play in the the opportunities I've had between playing music events and golf events has been unbelievable. For instance, uh, we've gotten to play in the John Deere classic pro-am a couple of times and I I love golf now more than ever and not taking it so seriously. is kind of nice as well. Um, so I just appreciate it. I love the history. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, getting to hang with trip and become friends with him and, you know, do a little business and just the love of the game is is what it's all about. So
0: now, Trip, you said Eric is still got a lot of game. Uh, he, he's talking about it like it's just a hobby, but uh, Trip us- beat me
1: two weeks ago. Okay,
0: I had a good partner.
2: I had a good partner.
0: Does he turn on? Does he turn on that? Is it like old Eric of you know competitive junior golf days? Does he turn on a switch, or is it just kind of? Looks like he's enjoying himself having a few beers and just dropping birdies on you. <laughs> we,
2: we, we got competitive a, a couple of weeks ago. We were out, we had three of us out playing Uh nine, the front nine, we were up at uh, Cartersville country club just down the road from here. And I think all three of us are just playing like dogs on that front nine. It was just, wasn't a good situation. And you know, it was a nice little slow round. We were taking our time and, we had a young junior uh, kind of right behind us, the whole front nine. We felt bad, and so just holding him up. But there was nowhere for him to go on the golf course. So we asked him if uh, he wanted to join in, and uh, he said, sure, why not? And the, the second question out of his mouth was, hey, can I throw my bag on the back of your cart to Eric? And Eric said, sure, why not? And we played that back nine for a Coke, and uh, it came right down to the wire. It came down right to, right to 18, and, you know, we just edged uh, Eric and, and Reed out. Uh, we're still waiting to go collect on that coke. I think Reed took off after us, so <laughs> if we uh we but we know where he's a member, so we'll be able to track him down when whenever we need to. But you know that back nine, it was actually pretty competitive, and I think Eric made a, a all world birdie after uh kind of just just missing his tee shot a little bit on uh on 14 and he threaded one through some trees or up and over a bunker and, and probably rolled in about a 50 footer on us for a nice and easy three. So it, that wasn't luck. That was, that was skill right there.
1: Thanks for that putt read, by the way, Trip. That was nice.
0: <laughs> this is the guys that drive you nuts where you, you don't even really see them on half the hole. And then they just show up with a, with a putt that's made to either win or have. Exactly. No
2: pictures on the scorecard. That's, that's for sure.
0: Eric, does it, uh, no, going, going today and and back into, you know, playing for a Coke or whatever it might be. I mean, how different is it from your competitive junior days and your college days? Like, is it, is it hard for you to kind of compete without turning it full blast or is it just different now?
1: Well, it's definitely different, but yeah, I love the competition aspect. Um, and Tripp's a great player. Um, don't let him build me up too much. We, uh, we're kind of toe-to-toe and uh yeah I, we were very quiet on that front nine trip if you recall and then uh we put a little little money on the line saying you know playing for a beer a coke um but it's it, yeah the competition is just so much fun um and trip's a great competitor and we you know we started jabbering a little bit more in the back nine when some a uh, little more ego got going so <laughs> it's great
0: i I've had uh a lot of creative folks on our podcast it's it's my favorite people to talk to uh are people that create and and you're a creator um your music is a big part of a lot of our members' playlists um especially oh, cool, down man. in georgia but i'm I'm hoping that through this we can introduce your music to more of our members up here in, in the in the north um but thank you for that I wanted to ask you about being so creative in, in your everyday, you know, I, I read somewhere you write a song a day. Um, what does that translate to your golf game? Are you, would you consider yourself a creative type on the golf course or is it, or are you a quantitative kind of golfer?
1: Um, definitely. I, I love the creative aspect of golf and trying to visualize a shot. Um, these days, it uh, doesn't always come through the way I see it. But, um, yeah, there's definitely an art to it, right? Um, you know, I love, love picturing the shot, and if it ends up following through, it's fantastic, but there's definitely a little creativity. You know, I think the story is Bubba Watson's never had a golf lesson. He just – he can shape it every different way, and he just – he sees it, and, um, yeah, there's definitely a little, little art to the game.
0: He's a guy that if you ever get a chance to just watch hit balls, it's unbelievable. I mean, like you hear it, you it's hear a telecast kind of say, but TV doesn't do it justice. You got to go watch him warm up. Not one ball is, is a straight shot. even not even close. You know, every shot is like 10, Shaving 15 him. yards, just shaping it. It's so cool to see. So that's more yeah. your game.
1: It is. Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to hit a fade these days and, um, I can also snap hook it really well, but that's a uh, dull, the double cross is in my, in my book as well, but you <laughs> a different is, kind uh, of a
2: different kind of shot shaping.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, most people don't even visualize that, you know, that's a hard <laughs> one to get to. Those are nightmares. <laughs> um, Trip, do you listen to go- to music on the golf course?
2: At times I will. Uh, tomorrow I definitely will. Um, I'll take a cue kind of seeing what other people, uh, you know, want to do want, you know, if they're into it, great. Uh, if not, you know, I, I'm okay with it. So what, I do listen to a lot of, uh, I listen to a lot of Eric Dodd on the golf course kind of puts me in the right place. He, uh you know, the, the the romantic side of him comes out and it really kind of helps the golf game going.
0: Yeah, which <laughs> which Eric Dodd jam is perfect for your tempo.
2: Gosh, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to say there's a song he's got called a uh, right time. Yeah. Cause hey. you know, every time out there, you know, it's the right time. So <laughs> and now my wife, my wife would say uh crazy good. That's her favorite song right now. So when it went to his new ones and he debuted it for a, uh, for a live show a couple weeks ago. And you know, she, she said that was, that was her song coming out of that concert that she liked. So.
1: I may have to dedicate that to Jamie tonight, huh? That's what you There you're saying? you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Deal.
0: Eric, I would imagine you got to be pro music on the golf course.
1: Absolutely, we. Uh, I played with my buddy Matt Van Zant hanging my uh, my ace in the hole here. Also a great golfer, a great dude. But yeah, we were jamming some tunes yesterday. What were we listening to, Matt? What Was the go to yesterday a little Eric Church radio, maybe, and uh, a little Bob Marley? Even you know that's that's some good rhythm to slow it down a little bit. Ease back. <laughs>
0: I am really big on reggae on the golf course. And so good, man. Yeah. And, and I've discovered you know country can be very similar in terms of tempo, right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, I guess
0: you got you got to find the right fit for you but when you're looking to slow down the transition a little bit, I always find something rhythmic. That's always what what it's got to be.
1: That's great, absolutely. A Little mid tempo is good for it. Especially yeah. my swing I get a little quick and uh little Bob Marley comes on or uh some some old Johnny Cash ballots would be good, too.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, I Your new single, Beer on the Bar, I, I enjoy that one. Uh, Thanks, the the beverage I wanted to ask you about, however, is not beer. Um, our Atlanta members, many of them uh, are, are almost religious supporters of White Claw, and, and they are not a, a supporter <laughs> of this podcast, so let me make that with a disclaimer, but one of them asked me. I told them i will be talking to you, and they said in, in uh, a song "Vacation" you wrote, you you <laughs> make a couple references to white claw, so they thought that you were a, a white claw supporter. Um, I'm I'm actually considering, as as the uh, governing body of New Club Golf Society, banning white claw because we actually think there's some birdie-enhancing properties uh, to the to the the mix. To the claws? Yeah, we think so. But <laughs> could you help shine some light on that for us?
1: For sure. Uh, my wife is a big fan of it, and I am too, uh, of the hard seltzer. You know, the new, uh, is, are you drinking one right now, Matt?
0: Uh, no, no, no. That's just good old hydration.
1: <laughs> that's, that's water. Um, <laughs> so my buddy who works for the Bobby Bone Show, um, we wrote the song together, and he was like, man, I'm telling you, White Claw is coming up. This is like, what, a year and a half ago, we wrote the song, or two years. And I was like, man, I think I've had like a truly or one of those things, but you know, bring a six pack over. We'll, we'll try and we'll put in the song. And uh, we've had a great relationship with white claw. They, uh, they supported the music video and everything, but my wife was a fan first. And I was like, these aren't bad. And like, yeah, uh, three in, you feel pretty good. And definitely, uh, the front nine, if you can, if you can drink three of them, you might make a few birdies on the back. It's like the 15th club, I call it. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan and my wife also likes it because I can only drink like three beers before switching to maybe a Tito's or something. Um, but on white claw, you know, four or five, six, it still tastes like a vodka soda or a, uh, transfusion, which trip has introduced me to
0: <laughs> transfusions. Can you speak to that trip? <laughs> golfer's paradise. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Is yeah. yes.
1: But here's
0: the thing, guys. I we've, haven't. We found a few of those. I have not seen the same birdie uh, enhancing properties of a transfusion. Yeah. I've actually seen transfusions operate very much the other direction.
1: Very much opposite, right?
0: There's a sweet spot, I think, with the white claw that, uh, as a governing body, we're concerned. We're concerned. <laughs> we think it's just not fair.
1: That's great.
0: The um, so truth, Eric. When I was reading up about you, I, I knew you spent a ton of time touring. Um, obviously pre-covid times uh I, i was what was golf like for you then did you did your clubs uh ride with in the tour bus or was it part of the routine
1: absolutely and we would even go like a day or two early to get some rounds in and we have so many great fans that know that i'm a golfer and they'll reach out on say instagram and dm me and say hey come play the club come hang out come drink some white cloths and uh let's do it so Matt and I do a lot of uh, kind of duo acoustic shows together. And Matt loves a game. He's obsessed like I am. So, yeah, we make a very good point to uh, carve out a little, little extracurricular time to play some golf.
0: Who is your uh, golfing musician role model? Like, is there a, a musician that listeners would know about who was a big golfer and we just didn't know about because it was prior to the Internet or something?
1: Yeah, so you're saying uh, more of a musician this is a yeah, great golfer? Yeah, yeah, like a musician yeah.
0: that, that also golfs, that you looked up to.
1: so many great uh, country musicians that play. Um, we've gotten to play with like Jake Owen, a really good player. He's an FSU guy. We won't hold that against him. And we actually played the Pro amateur at the John Deere Classic a couple of years ago. And uh, Cole Swindell, he's he's obsessed with the game. He's probably like a, a 10. Um who else, Matt? Some other good music guys. I think I think Dustin Lynch and uh, Dustin Lynch and Colt Ford, an Athens, Georgia guy, um, who actually just recorded a song of mine two years ago. So uh, yeah, we're there is definitely a parallel with golf and music. I think.
0: What what uh, what does it do for you when you're touring and you're going to play a show and you get around in? Like, is that? A way you can relax before hitting the stage, or how's it work for you
1: for sure it's uh it's therapeutic for me now um just to take my mind off of uh off of the show and it's relaxing now um I don't take it too too serious and um I like to be competitive, but it's also just a good hang time and um kind of disappear for a minute, yeah. Yeah, it's,
0: well, it sounds like it's not that different than the rest of us, you know. <laughs> we're not we're not going on stage or performing for anybody, or maybe we are, but uh it sounds like it's it's similar to the relationship a lot of us have
1: to the game of golf. It's a good rehearsal for sure.
0: <laughs> um that's uh trip. That's that's dive into the GSGA a little bit and uh t- tell folks what you do for the association and um maybe kind of segue into what you guys got going on tomorrow
2: tomorrow tomorrow's gonna be a fun day long day but it's gonna be a fun one so um, right now my job is uh, director of development so what I like to tell people is I help try and raise a little bit of money and I try and spend that money as fast as I can uh, we got a few programs that, that we operate um, that, that need a little bit of uh, a little bit of cash flow to it uh, we have um, a scholarship foundation through our GSGA foundation that's been around for many, many years. And it uh, uh, offers uh, scholarships to the employees of our member clubs and their dependents. Um, so we're giving out about 350 dollars to $400,000 every year uh, through that scholarship program. Um, we also have an adaptive golf program that we launched about five years ago. Uh, that program provides complimentary golf instruction uh, equipment and access to individuals with uh, physical, cognitive, and sensory disabilities. We have had some great partnerships. The Shepherd Center down here is one of the, uh, the country's leading um, spinal and neck and uh, head and brain injury hospitals and um, rehab facilities. So we provide programming for their uh, rec therapy, and they've got a military veterans program called the SHARE program uh, that we provide some programming to. Uh, We actually just started a VA uh, program with the Veterans Administration um, focusing on uh, veterans that come back with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, uh, amputations, and other physical uh, injuries as well, uh, suffered in combat. Um, and again, all those programs are, are complimentary um, to the participants to, to come out and play. Uh, we have one of the best program directors in the in the country, if not the world. His name's David Windsor, um, and he's the guy. He basically has created this whole program, this whole instruction. He, he's the one that everybody looks to when it comes to it, and we're so blessed to have him here up in uh, in Georgia. And then finally, we got some junior golf initiatives that we have. We have our own uh, GSGA Junior Tour. Uh, we have about a couple thousand kids out there playing on that. Uh, they put on about 150 events a year. So they're actually putting one on right now. And a couple of those staff members are, are coming right up to, to participate tomorrow. So no west for the weary for them. And then uh, finally, we have a program called Youth on Course that, is just kind of sweeping the country right now. It started out the Northern Cal Golf Association about 12 years ago. They've been spreading across the country. We started it back in 2017. Um, And so kids get to play golf for $5 or less. Uh, We have over 40 courses in Georgia. Uh, We have about 3,000 kids that have access to it. Um, And while COVID kind of put a damper on a lot of things, it did not put a damper on uh, juniors getting out to the golf course uh, we've seen our rounds up over a hundred percent from last year at this point. Um, and with that program, every time a junior golfer goes out and plays golf, the GSGA or whatever golf association, you know, whatever state they're participating in, uh, we pay a subsidy back to the golf course. So the golf course normally is going to charge a junior $12. The kid's only going to pay five and the association's going to, going to pay $7. Um, I think that math is right. Five plus seven is 12. So Last time I checked. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we got going on. And, and like I said, with all those three programs, we want to continue to grow them, serve our community here in Georgia, um, not just the Atlanta area, but just kind of move throughout the state and continue to, you know, the, the cliche is grow the game. You know, we kind of say that all the time in the industry. But, you know, do these programs, that's what they're doing. You know, they're really getting people out on the golf course, Impacting lives, changing lives, and that—that's the exciting thing. And so, you know, that's kind of what we're getting out tomorrow, as you referenced, is is kind of our golf marathon we got going on, and, and we're so excited to have about 20 people out here, trying to play as much golf as they can and see if we can't raise a few dollars for for golf in Georgia.
0: Those programs, you know, and 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 I'm speaking from somebody that you know, operates a, this golf society that's growing to a couple hundred now across uh, quite a few States. And I've been really impressed with how you guys do things in Georgia where, um, you know, those programs, they exist elsewhere, but you guys are getting people involved that typically wouldn't be, um, you know, ourselves included and and really are gung-ho about getting, you know, new groups to support and new groups uh, understanding what, adaptive programs do what what the youth on course programs do um and uh, you guys are living that mission so just great work getting us involved great work getting guys like eric out there um hopefully you know eric you, you brought some advil with you and uh are ready to rock tomorrow
1: i'm ready man i uh, my goal is to hit 100 we'll see though i think 100 my, holes. Uh, yeah 100 holes man yeah buddy We're start, we're starting early right trip
2: yeah, bright, bright and early. In fact, it may not be bright. It might still be a little dark, but we're, we're going to go. Out, we're going to go. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to go out and have fun. And and Matt, you really hit on it there. I mean, what what we want to do at the end of the day is just continue to build relationships and just kind of share the story of what we're doing with people that love golf, love the game, and, and really want to make a difference. And you know, we've really seen that here in the last few years of just try something new, just get out and do something new. If it works great, if not, you know, we did something different, we tried something and, hey, let's move on and and figure out what that next thing is. And it's so much fun. And and you really get to enjoy the impact that it has when, you know, you get a note from, you know, one of our program participants, um, or, or you're out at an adaptive golf clinic, and you actually hear someone say that golf saved their life. I mean, it's just one of those things that you know, it, it makes you want to get up and makes you get excited every day to go to work and, you know, just, just do the best that you can just to keep, you know, doing everything you can just to to really just help these people um, through the game of golf.
0: I think what always uh, is so impactful to, to me every time I, I see it, you know, the three of us, it sounds like we we're all very fortunate to grow up with the game, uh, to be around it. It's why we're all you know here talking is we share that passion for uh for this game because we know what it it did for us and we know what it did for probably people we know um when you see those programs trip it is so cool because sometimes you forget what it's like to be a beginner or you forget what it's like to not you know to think that you're on the outside of this game and and then you see those people getting in the mix you see them benefiting the same way that you know others have it's it's just endless, man, and and it's um, so kudos for both of you guys, you know, drawing some attention to these programs. Eric, what's it meant for you to to uh, support the GSGA and and work with these groups?
1: Yeah, I mean, to become friends with Trip and everything, GSGA has has going on is it's been like you said, uh, like a new new sense of the game of golf, right? It's he's growing. You are growing the game and you're introducing new folks and um, taking care of so many people so it's just been really refreshing for me to uh, to be a part of the event this this week and um, overall to see what GSGA is still still doing and and I grew up playing GSGA events, so it's kind of full circle for me. Awesome.
0: Uh so that's let's, let's prepare you guys for tomorrow. We got uh so some new club guys are joining. Yeah, I just want to give some shout outs to the guys that are participating on our end. Ryan Ferguson, Scott Ford, Dave Pennington and Justin Mayo. Uh I they're they've been chatting all afternoon about activating their glutes in time. I said <laughs> I said you got you got like 10 hours out there. You can, you know, if they don't activate in the first two, maybe the last six you'll be all right, but um what what's your guys strategy? I mean it's a lot, that's a lot of golf.
2: It, it is. And the key is, is you just don't stop. Because the moment you stop and take a break, uh, it's a lot harder to, to get going again. So um, some of the keys, just a, a lot of hydration. Uh, I might have only, only two or three beers tonight, Eric and Matt, uh, and then yeah, Chandler see. Walters as well. They're, they're going to be putting on a little concert for us tonight. Uh, we're very smart to have it at a brewery. So have a, have a couple okay. beers available for us but um really just getting out trying to hit the next shot go on to the next one and just really have some fun with it um see, we, you'll make a few birdies out there you'll probably lose a, a golf ball or two but um it really it's just kind of putting one foot in front of the other out there and and just just trying to put the ball in the hole and get to the next one so trip you've done this before correct yeah a couple,
0: couple times eric have you have you done a marathon before
1: this is my first one and uh I think my strategy is it could be good to uh, think a little less and just get up and hit it and go instead of you know, standing over it. And uh, I tend to analyze too much. So, um, yeah, a lot of water, like you said, a little, little more Advil tonight, less beers, and, um, yeah, let it ride, baby.
2: I've got a bottle of Tito's for Eric uh, <laughs> to, for, for tomorrow just in case if he needs it.
1: Well, it's a long, long day pacing tomorrow. Maybe uh, start with the White Claw around noon.
2: <laughs> What's the scouting report
0: on the golf course? I actually don't know much about Cusa. Is it uh, – well, first off, are you guys walking
2: or are you riding?
1: Riding here. Eric says riding.
2: <laughs> Triff. I'll, I'll be walking. So, wow. it's, uh, it's, And the good thing about the golf course, you need the scouting report. It is about as flat as you can get in the state of Georgia away from the coast. Um, it yeah. sits right along the uh, Coosa River, uh, Coosa Country Club. I mean, it's, it's flat. There is one small hill that you kind of have to climb. And, you know, that's, that's the one problem with uh, – it's not really a problem, but one thing about the Atlanta area is, I mean, it's up and down. You're all over the place. Um, so it's great to get out. The golf course, the, the GM and uh, director of golf, golf professional, uh, Brian Albertson, had us up here the past – two years he's so welcoming opens the doors and he's there with us all day he you know the golf clubs closed on monday but he's there first thing in the morning and he's there you know when we leave um at the end of the day and, and he's he and his staff are, are just the best to, to welcome us and open the doors and the, the one issue i'm a little worried about tomorrow is they're coming off a three-day ajga uh, championship event there so the roughs going to be up a little bit. The greens might be a little quicker than, than what we're used to for this. But, you know, our weather is going to be absolutely perfect tomorrow. So we're just going to go out and have fun and see if we can't raise a little bit of money, money for, uh, for golf in Georgia here.
0: I, so I, I have no experience in an actual play as many holes as you can golf marathon. Uh, the only thing I've done is the, uh, they call the Summer Solstice event out in Bandon. So I played all four courses in one day walking. And, uh, I I don't know how to, all all my caddies listening right now will, will know this piece (laughs) of advice, but you you just have to be prepared, especially if you're walking trip. This is, well, this is probably for both of you guys, but (laughs) what I learned that day at the summer solstice is you got to have the right products with you, (laughs) whether it be a, a powder or a paste or, or, you know, there's all kinds of different stuff out there that people swear is the best. But uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's
2: it's caddy, yeah. caddy related,
0: caddy ass. It, you just gotta well, be ready for it.
2: Well, you know, you you said you never, uh, you haven't done one yet, but we'll we'll get that to change next year. We'll 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 get this date on your calendar and, and get you down here and and show you a little uh, Georgia hospitality for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> force me to play a ton of golf. I love it. Don't 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 twist my arm too much. I'm in, man.
1: A uh, lot of golf and music here, Matt. Oh yeah,
0: I'm cool with both. We'll be uh we'll bring, we'll bring it down even even more of a crew next year for sure.
1: <laughs> backstage um, passes are ready. Your be- name
0: beer, on it. <laughs> beers and backstage passes on you guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, <that's> right.
0: <laughs> uh that's going to be a fun day though, guys. Uh that sounds like I like 100 is a lot of golf. What what's the sun sunlight situation? You got how many hours tomorrow?
2: Tomorrow we'll have probably I think about 11 to 11 and a half. Uh, last couple years, um, you know, we teed off, we we did it in September, and that was not a bright idea for the past two years, because down here, it was still mid-90s, you know, you would have thought after the first year of doing it, then I would have learned, but now I I went for one more year before finally realizing October is a little bit better, um, so yeah, I mean, last, I mean, last year, we probably had everybody finish up in about 10 hours or so, 11 hours, so, you know, that's hopefully what we'll will be tomorrow. And like I said, the weather looks absolutely perfect, uh, for us. So, you know, I'm, we're so excited to get out and, and do this once again. Right on. Right on.
0: I'd imagine the only score to be kept is the number of holes,
2: right? Or is there like side games? <laughs> they might be able to come up with something. We Eric and I can sit down and dinner tonight and kind of see what we can come <laughs> up with.
1: I think that'll be uh, the nightcap conversation.
0: Yeah. It's a max, probably max bogey or something like that.
1: I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I remembered of my, my summer solstice day was it actually changed my pace of play for the rest of my life. So I, you go into something like that, and I, I just said, okay, I'm not going to waste the energy on practice swings. You know, I got to play 72 holes. And I played really terrific golf. I don't know if they set the pins up easy for us or something, but like, I didn't take one practice swing, and after that day – I until this day, that was like 6 years ago, I still don't take a practice swing. I just step up
2: and hit. I've I've told these guys you're going to hit, you're going to get in the best just string of shots in a row in your life cuz you don't think about anything. You just go out, you swing, you you find a rhythm and you just go and it is so much fun to to have that happen. And then you're going to have it just completely go away for about, you know, by about 15, 20 holes and you'll come back a little bit and you'll start feeling pretty good. And then it just goes away. And then by the end of the day, you're just, you know, hitting and hoping and, and just kind of crawling along. But like I said, we're going to have so much fun. I'm so excited that, you know, Eric came out and is supporting us on this and, and he, it's just going to be an absolute blast tomorrow. Yeah. It's almost,
0: yeah. I think about that. Like you said, you do get, it's almost, it's too, too big you got so many holes that why are you going to sweat one of them? Or so, you know, you got so many golf shots. Why are you going to worry about one of them? And it almost like is this freeing type of golf that, you know, you're not thinking about the front nine or the back nine. You're going to forget what hole you're on a lot of times, I'm sure. But it like kind of frees you up. It's it's really remarkable. We should actually require all golfers in the United States to play a golf marathon. Like that should be (laughs) a requisite.
1: That's a great idea. I think, uh, this will, yeah, this will be my max holes ever. And like Trip said, man, just think, just not getting over it and thinking too much shot one shot at a time. Right. But go, go, go. Yep.
0: yep. Yeah. Great. Well, nice. And you guys love plenty. I I, want to hear what the playlist uh, looks like for the entirety of the day, like how it transforms, you know, it probably every, every, uh, different, round needs its own mood i'd imagine
1: yeah i think i think upbeat it first and uh get us going it's a it's certainly a marathon um what are you gonna be jamming trip
2: eric Dodd, of course i mean come on now
1: <laughs> i mean 25 songs 25 songs on repeat let's go
2: <laughs> i'm just gonna try and stay close enough near you i'll just you know slip you five bucks to have you just sing some covers or, or you know whatever you need
1: Hey, there should be a, there should be a guitar strapped in on the, on the cart for sure. (laughs) Just in case.
0: Eric, I've been to a a few SEC towns for, for football games and, and um, for a variety of reasons, Athens for me always blew me out of the water. And I was curious, um, you know, I, for me though, I think it was like the music scene just felt a little bit different there. Mm-hmm. Um, the downtown bar scene, you just got more diversity in a way of kind of like the different foods and places. And I, I just love that town, but I was curious, you know, you went there and that's where your your music career really kind of heated up. Right. What, what is it about Athens to you that you find uh, so interesting?
1: Well, there's just uh, there is such a vibe to the town. Obviously uh, REM came out of Athens B 52s. I'm a huge drive by truckers fan. Um, uh, Several great songwriters in that band, Jason Isbell, Patterson, Patterson hood, Mike Cooley. Um, But the town just has so many great venues and music lovers. Uh, um, The 40 watt club is one of the best clubs, I think in the Southeast, the Georgia theater is uh, undeniable. Um, And, and like you said, you've been there, you, you, you felt the vibe. Um, there's a lot. There's some country music, Americana, folk, rock, hip hop, everything uh, right there in, in middle of Georgia, man. So it's uh, it's such a special place. I'm a little biased to it, but uh, between football, music, a lot of great golf too, right in Athens. Um, it's just uh, it's just it's just a vibe. I guess is the best way to describe it and uh, a lot of good music is still coming right from Athens and the U- uh, University of Georgia has a great music business program, great music uh, music school, um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's still it's still growing, and I think uh, just people really, really care about the quality of music and the venues and the everything from the sound to produ- production in these venues is just uh, world-class, so.
2: I would also uh I would I would question their math department though, you know. Here they got a math professor there that's uh you know, I kinda you, wonder about him every once in a while.
0: You know, you're 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 really throwing some threats there to the only multi guest of our podcast, okay? He he was on when no one was listening. So I gotta defend my guy there. I hear the math department is doing just
2: fine. Now look at this. Now now you're talking to us, so I'll take I'll take that up with uh with with Kevin later.
1: Yeah, I just <laughs> This is a Georgia Tech weight guy we're talking to here. Yeah, good point. Good point.
2: Yeah, I got to keep Kevin
0: around as you could tell with your your uh, $12 math, I was lost. So, I need to have people around me that can count. It's important. Yeah, 7
1: and 5. <laughs> That's tricky.
0: Right. Um, Eric, what else on your your music? How how would you um, you know, describe it for folks who maybe aren't, uh, aren't familiar with you yet. And cause I, have I've been diving in knowing that you, we were going to be chatting. I've been listening to it quite a bit and I can, I can pick up on some, um, inspiration of non-country in a way. And, and I think you and I are probably of the same generation and, you know, yeah. kids of the nineties probably. And, uh, may, maybe
1: tell us a little bit, like wh-
0: where you get your inspiration for your music, who are some of the influences on you, um, you know, from childhood, whatnot.
1: Yeah. I've got to give a nod to, uh, My big brother, um, definitely a nineties kid listening to everything, man, from Nirvana to Tupac to Stone Temple Pilots to Eminem eventually. Uh, but my brother had all that stuff and he also loved like Bob Dylan. So I got the singer songwriter thing to, um, the reason I started playing guitar was because of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain and, um, alternative rock, that whole, uh, whole scene and listening to 99 X out of Atlanta, Georgia was a huge, huge deal. Um, but also, uh, man, I love it all. Um, and I, I hopefully that comes through in my music. Um, I feel like, uh, I write what I know and, uh, I want to write songs that I would like to listen to. So there might be a little bit of, uh, all of that in there from the singer songwriter stuff to maybe more, uh, you know, more beats in the background with a little more, uh, rap influence too. So it's, it's kind of, I'd say all over the place, hopefully in a, a way that's palpable, palpable for, uh, people to listen to. Uh,
0: there's one song, um, that I listened to recently that I connected with cause it's something I've said to my wife, uh, a few times and you wrote a song about it, which is if we were a song, I think that's the title. Um,
1: Oh, cool, man.
0: And I mean, who hasn't been driving around with their, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend and and listening to the lyrics of a song and saying, Oh, this is so us, (laughs) you know,
1: that's that's cool, man.
2: (laughs) And I I
0: thought that was cool. You, you wrote a song about that.
1: Right. The song about a song. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I had, I had that title for so long and, I live in Nashville, Tennessee now. And, you know, it's all about co-writing in Nashville and there's such a great songwriting community there. Um, So I'd kind of been holding on to that title for so long. I didn't know exactly how to write it, but I thought it was cool. Um, And, you know, us songwriters, we can be a little, a little shy and you don't know when is the right time to present this title to certain co-writers. Right. I have probably 20 guys and girls I love writing with and, on that certain day, uh, I found the right, the right crew to write that song with. And um, uh, I'm so glad that, that uh, my buddies, Gavin Slate and Travis Wood, brought that to the place I wanted, wanted it to be. And they made it so much better than I'd envisioned. So I, I'm, I'm glad you and your wife can, can jam that and appreciate it.
0: Yeah, she, it's a new club in general has made me cooler to my wife because people keep bringing me cool music. <laughs> And she's there like, Who, "Who's this? I like this. I was like, "Oh, that's you know, that's Eric. He's no big deal. He's on pot." Um, well, that's uh, hey,
1: backstage passes. Come on, <laughs> I did, Come I'll in. play
0: seventy-two holes for it. Come uh, on. So we'll we'll let you guys start resting up for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's it's you know, make sure you get your stretches in tonight. Like Trip said, hydrate before the concert. Um, sure. I was uh, gonna say, you know, anything else, Trip? You wanna give a shout out to before you guys kick things off tomorrow for the golf marathon.
2: No, I just can't thank uh, everything you guys have done. Um, You guys have come in and, you know, raised just quite a bit of money uh, for tomorrow. So can't, can't thank y'all enough. I think when it's all said and done, um, we're going to raise probably about 60,000, $70,000 tomorrow uh, for golf in Georgia uh, for all these programs. So we couldn't do it without, you know, your support. Uh, the new club guys, you know, the the chapter down here, but, but national as well. So uh, thank you so much. And, you know, we're excited for tomorrow and, you know, we're excited for next year. So anybody that wants to come on down and and make a trip and, you know, we can add a couple more rounds of golf before we play. um, Just just let us know. And we're, we're excited for it. And, and again, thanks, thanks to you guys. And obviously thanks to Eric as well. Um, I make sure I take care of him, uh, you know, tomorrow, like I said, I got, a little bottle of Tito's for them and, and make sure we get them around the golf course in one piece and send them back home. And, and, but thank you guys. can't thank y'all enough.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's been fun, man. I mean, we, we're a local golf society, as you know, so everywhere we're going to be, we got to be tied in with the the folks who uh, live and breathe that area. And, and you guys have been so welcoming to, uh, to me, to new club, to our, our members. Um, so the fundraising won't stop now, man. We'll we'll keep going until uh, next year's marathon and the one after that. But um, just supporting what you programs do, it's uh, it's good for the game. It's good for all of us.
1: Absolutely, amen, amen hey, to that. This is and, awesome.
0: And Eric, uh, I want some songs written about you know your marathon day. Like I just kind of, I'd love to get inside your psyche of what what it's like. <laughs> you know, the ebbs and flows of a full day out there.
1: Well, I'll be. Uh, I'll be with Matt Van Zandt out there tomorrow. We've written some songs together, and we might have some good brainstorms, uh, which would also help us not think about our game. (laughs) So I'll I'll report back, Matt.
0: Awesome. Well, gentlemen, have fun out there. Uh, Enjoy. We'll be following along, and look forward to talking to you guys again here soon.
2: Such a pleasure, man.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: This episode was brought to you by Half Day CBD. Personally, I started using Half Day CBD products a little more than a year ago to assist in three key areas. I use the Half Day oils as part of my bedtime ritual. I like to use the Half Day topical relief creams for my knees, which always start to ache around this time in the golf season. And I use the Half Day CBD gummies as a way to curb some of my first tee jitters before an especially nervy match or tournament. Using the link in our show notes, you can now check out their full line of hemp-derived CBD products, and with the promo code NEWCLUB15, you'll receive an additional 15% off your first order. You'll also see some of the half-day staffers at our upcoming tournaments and events for the second half of the golf season, so if you're interested in the use of CBD products or just curious about the benefits for yourself, I encourage you to say hello and check them out.